What The Man podcast. My name is Maria Newman and I will be your host. Every mum to being knows that as soon as she becomes a mum, her world will change forever. Everyone is keen to give you advice based on their own experiences. Other mums delight in sharing their horror stories so that new mums are better prepared for what might happen. The lack of sleep, feeling exhausted most of the time, living in bodies with even more wobbly bits and never having any privacy. But everyone's story is unique. Everyone's experience is personal. On this podcast, I will be sharing real stories told by mums like you and I about their experience of motherhood and how life changes when you become a mum. This podcast is about showing you that you're not alone. We may not be in the same boat, but we are experiencing a similar storm. I hope these stories will inspire you to do what you want and be who you want to be. Anything is possible if you really want it and if it is really important to you. If you want to find out more about me and who I am, check out my website, mummyandabreak.co.uk. However, for now, sit back, relax and enjoy this podcast episode. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. During this podcast series, I will be interviewing six awesome women who will be sharing with us their My guest today is Margie Chavez, who helps you to master your health before your health masters you. But she is awesome. She's taken the bull by the horns in order to help her children get better in charge, I say. And all whilst her husband was in a war zone. Thanks for joining me today, Margie. It's great to be here, Maria. So, Margie, who is Margie? Well, as you've already said, I am a mother of three girls. I am a wife of one husband. I am a grandmother of two girls. And I am me. Um, What I do... um, Work-wise, is I specialise in helping people uh, who are at their wits' end, actually, um, hitting a brick wall with their health and really not knowing what to do. I help them find out what the issues are behind them and then hopefully help them solve it. So um, I've got a number of children on my books at the moment as well, and they can have a variety of different symptoms. Um, and we work through those and, and help them get better. So basically, you're a magician. Well, I I don't know. I was also a finance director of a, a multi-million pound um, charity for a while. Um, so I come from a sort of scientific, mathematic kind of background. And uh, I started doing what I do now only back in 2015. So despite my aged looks, I have not been doing this hugely long um, relative to my age but you are helping lots of people to address and resolve their own personal challenges in health. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So the big question is, did you always know that you wanted to be a mum? Oh, yes. (laughs) I think from, from my very early childhood, I'm the youngest of three children um and I think I always wanted to be a mum I always wanted to have 
um, something really reliant on me, something that really needed me. <laughs> My siblings certainly didn't need me. I was just a, a pain around their ankles. Um, but I knew I just wanted that unshakable love a parent has for their child, um, which it, it was a challenge for me as the children grew a little bit older because, um, you know, you know, you want them objectively you want them to be able to be independent and strong and stand on their own two feet and to fly and to fly well but actually when you're that that mum and they're getting more able to do things it's really quite terrifying seeing them taking their first leap into whatever stage it is that they've they've reached but you know you just bite your tongue swallow your anxiety and let them do it and I think I've done reasonably well they're all in their 30s now yeah so they've survived a good few decades that's that's good news <laughs> it's quite good isn't it <laughs> yeah and um, my children my and my daughter in particular is obsessed with like the high ropes and go ape type activities oh great fun it is great fun but it's exactly like you said I remember the first time she and her brother which was about two years ago now went up for the first time so she would have been eight Luca would have been oh my goodness five and um they were with their cousin who was in his early 20s going up the high ropes and I knew I had to let them do it but inside I was I'm just gonna say very scared for them because you know they're they're high off the ground you want their safety but they were adamant and they wanted to do it I knew I just had to let them do it mm. and they and now they go and I'm completely fine but it is seeing them for the first time do something where you can't protect them where you feel helpless uh, absolutely yes uh, we used to do the, those high rope type things too I used to jump out of airplanes before I had children and um I when I had children I couldn't even go skiing let alone jump out of an airplane so um yeah just you're so protective about yourself um won't take risks and won't um and really don't want to take any risks with them I mean that is the ultimate sacrifice in some ways isn't it it's funny isn't it how the, it's as if there must be some kind of um button in our brain that just gets switched off from where before we might be a bit gung-ho about stuff to yeah. then all of a sudden it's like well I've got to keep myself safe because if I'm not safe how can I look after them and I've also got to look after them and make sure they're safe because I want them to live you know have a nice long life so it's striking that balance somehow, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So tell me about your mum journey. And in particular, talk to me about, obviously, your daughter and how seeing her struggling has had an impact on, on you. Yeah, well, first off, you know, becoming a mum is just... Um, uh, totally life-changing and then I had three um, under five um, and it the, the mum journey has been full of immense highs lots of laughter lots of fun but it's also had some really um, difficult um, distressing 
times um, when things don't go quite as you, you, you hope they would. Um, so, so I have three under five and my youngest at that point was one and a half and uh, we were on holiday and she suddenly started coming out in a rash on her body um, and I just watched this rash grow and it just grew and it, it covered her. So by the time we got back from holiday, I whipped her off to the doctor to say, hey, hey, what's going on? And he said, oh, it's asthma. And he gave me some creams for it. And he said, I'll refer you to the pediatrician. So we went to the pediatrician. Obviously between uh, an appointment and the next appointment, there's a delay and you're in this um, holding circle really of just applying hydrocortisone cream. And, and I, I was um, I was reluctant to use the stuff particularly, um, and I was I was bandaging her hands at night with her socks, with nice little woolly socks, and then you tape them around the um, wrist so that the child can't scratch. Um, and uh, we went to the pediatrician, we went to um, the dietitian, we had tests, we had this, we had that, and. I wasn't coming up with a proper solution. So meanwhile, I was, this is, this is, if anybody's had a child who's not well, it, it, it absorbs so much of your own emotion. Um, and then you can't give it to the rest of the family. And my husband was away, he was in the army at the time. And he was, um, he was away um, doing sort of painting his face and hiding in bushes type stuff. And um, he, so he wasn't around for support and I had to do this kind of, you just have to realize you have to step up. I didn't like what the answers were that the, the medical profession was giving me. And I, you want your child to be well, you need to be, um, in good form for the rest of the family. And I realized it was up to me to do something about it. So I went to some alternative practitioners. Now I was somebody who, who grew up in a very conventional family where meditating or just sitting quietly, frankly, was a bit woo woo. <laughs> so the idea of suddenly going to um, a series of different types of alternative therapy was so outside my own comfort zone, but you, you jolly well do it. You, you reach down and you just find the you get over yourself and your own paradigm of what you think is possible. So um, eventually, eventually, um, I went to a chap who was a kinesiologist. Well, I hadn't a clue what a kinesiologist was, but he told me in half an hour what was causing the problem. And then in another half an hour, he told me what we could do about it. And then I worked with his help for the next year to, to get her better and she was the healthiest little thing with she's got lovely blue eyes anyway but they were they were so blue and she was so healthy um and it was an absolute joy to to see and I knew that that is what I wanted to do but I was working in finance well I wasn't working at all at that point but um I was I was sort of financial logic, you know, okay, this is woo-woo, does seem to have worked. Um, I do want to do it, <laughs> uh, but it was decades until I did. But, you know, you never stop being a mum. 
And it was another 20 years on, and my middle one at that point was working in London, and she got really tired. And she was, um, so you think, ah, just, you know, she's a 20-something-year-old, she's burning the candle at both ends, that's what it is. But no, she was, she would spend the weekend recovering and getting her energy back, and then she had to spend the evenings after work just really not doing much to get her energy back and then she started needing to leave work early and she went to the doctor and she had blood tests and she had other tests and those all came back normal so she struggled on a bit and then she went back and she had more tests and they were still normal and obviously she was not normal um, and all the doctors could do was offer a sick note which I didn't think really was appropriate so um, I brought her home and we went to look for alternative practitioners again to find the solution. Um, and um, well, well, we did find a solution. It was another kinesiologist friend of mine <laughs> who suggested um, parasitic infections. And once we addressed those, then we had um, things turned around and she began to get better. But the, the, the parasites don't turn up in all the things that the doctors, well, they might do, but on the whole, the majority of them don't appear, but a, but a kinesiologist can pick them up um, in, in the way that kinesiology works. So it, it's as if, I'm gonna put it out there to you, that the universe via your children was talking to you and saying, Margie, you shouldn't be doing all this finance stuff. Your calling is to help other people. What do you yeah, think? You know, I always wanted to help people. And when I was little, I I um I would stomp around with my little short legs saying I wanted to be a nurse. And then my um older sister read medicine and I thought, I don't know that being um a nurse is is quite enough really so anyway one way or another I I left all that side behind me and I I went off and became an accountant <laughs> nothing like complete different yeah <laughs> yeah um but I mean I do feel like I've landed in a bed of clover now I just adore what I do um and it's it's a gift and I I've I've um as things, as time has gone on, I've had, the longer I've been doing this, um, the the more I can do. If you see what I mean, you know, it's it's yeah. just it's just phenomenal. So I want to take you back a little bit because I am interested to know how you you dealt with things. Your husband was in the army, and my husband's not in the army, so I've got him with me. And I know that as a mum, we're always doing the mummy juggle. And it's easier to do the mummy juggle when you have your partner with you or you have someone by your side. But obviously you were, you had times where you had, you didn't have your husband with you for periods of times. So how did you deal with, in essence, being a single parent? And how did you manage to, look after yourself and be Margie and not 
always mum yeah great uh well my husband nick um left the army when the oldest child victoria was eight so um no she wasn't she was only six so actually uh or seven mm. <laughs> God, you see, see how much I remember. I do feel that the first five years of motherhood, I was mostly asleep. I mean, I wasn't asleep, but I was in a in a daze, you know, kind of on remote. And you are, um, you, you'll know this. You'll you give, 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 and and it's like going into a bottomless pit. You get, I mean, you do get the hugs back, but you you don't get any. Um, it's not equal. The amount you give isn't what necessarily seems to come back, does it? And that is quite exhausting. Um, it was. It was absolutely knackering, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> and then, of course, Nick had come back, bless him, after the three months away or six months away or something. And you had to kind of slot him back into the family because you got you got your routine. Um, but... Uh, Anyway, we, we're still married, so I think it's worked out okay. <laughs> yeah. And I suppose that, that's the key to it, isn't it? As mums, I think we just get on with whatever is going on around us because that's what we do. Well, I think that's life, actually. I mean, I mean you, you kind of get the, the cards you've been dealt at that time and you can you can be in the right place to get a different card dealt, but you know you've got that hand and you've got to make the best of what you've got and I, and that's the the mindset thing going not going ah this is totally rubbish and 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 curling up and just giving up you've got to kind of go okay this is what i've got how are we going to how are we going to make something out of this what we've got in our hand does that make sense yeah yeah it definitely is you're right in life it's very much the way as an individual we choose to view life we can either sit in the camp of oh isn't this awful Ugh, i don't know what to do it's being done to me or you can sit in the camp of this is how life is right at this moment however i have i am in control i can do something and you know relating it back to your life and your children you could have just gone well the doctors have said that I've got to apply this cream and my daughter it will be what it will be and I just apply the cream all the time however you chose to say well I don't think that is the answer and there is something else and eventually you got to the best answer for your daughter and and like in your words she was the healthiest she'd ever been after you'd gone and seen a kinesiologist. So I think it very much de is determined by how we choose to view life. Yeah, and your resilience at that point. So, so we kind of all get to a position with our health. And of course, health is how healthy we are in our body also reflects how healthy we are in our head. I mean, not surprisingly, they, they are connected. <laughs> Might be through a little neck, but they are connected. Um, and um, and I think people people's resilience depends on the history of what else is 
going on inside them. So if you look at something like um, long COVID, some people will have COVID and be absolutely fine and bounce back. And some people will have COVID and they will go into a spiral of long COVID. And the, the reason as I see it is that the one person has got um, a whole mass of, of history in there and it might be other infections which are just dormant and it the, the COVID is the thing which has um, tipped them over the edge into being not well um, and so and it and so it is with your resilience about how you cope with um, a child not being well or some obstacle in your in your way. I mean, I've always thought of obstacles as things which you, you work away around. So, so I don't see a brick wall. I I see that there's something you can go over around or under. You know. Yes, I like it. So if you were to go back in time and give yourself some advice before you became a mum, what advice would you give yourself? Um, I would say it is about the best source of information about your health is actually inside you. And when we go to the, the doctor, they use their own experience and their own learnings to apply that externally to you or your child or whoever. But actually, you already know the answer, even if you can't quite access it. The answer's already there, or the root of the problem is already known to you. And it's about... Um, so you need to start there and trust yourself. You know, or like my daughter who who had the good blood tests or the fine blood tests, um, she wasn't right, but the but the traditional treatment was going, ooh, this is this is all there is. But actually, we know there was something else going on, and you know yourself better than anybody else, really. So that was part of it. Um, and and therefore taking responsibility for yourself. Don't don't let somebody say, oh, well, you've got this and it's a one-way street, and that's that's all there there is to it take responsibility oh I love that and I think as mums especially you know when we if, it, if it's the first time we've become a mum we can't help but second guess ourselves and think people who have who are mums well obviously they know better because they've been doing it longer but the thing is we're unique our baby is unique and we're connected to our baby so actually like you said we are the best person to know what it is and we just gotta we just gotta but trust ourselves and have the belief that we do know what we're doing mm. yeah I think that's right I think that's right and if you it, 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 and look for an alternative you know keep keep going keep going keep going so what three things do you wish you knew before you became a mum um I think making time for yourself you asked me earlier about whether I made time for myself when the children were smaller and no I didn't and it's um making time to be 
truly present with each child as well individually. I was given advice when I was first married um, to always make sure I had at least five minutes talking and really interacting with my husband. And I, as a newly married, I thought, what well, barking advice? Of course I will. <laughs> but then there are times when times go on and it things are just so busy and you have to actually sort of pull yourself back and go, yeah, I must actually do that because so many things go wrong um, because of lack of communication. Um, and I wish I'd made myself do that for each of my children. So that piece of advice, I would like to have known. Um, and when a child comes back from school and says, mummy, everyone's got Nike trainers or everyone's got cheese strings in their lunchbox. It's one child possibly, and all the others are really envious perhaps, but it's certainly not everyone. Um, and um, knowing how manipulative um, children can be, and, and actually as a, as a parent, that that's comes to, um, I mean, I'm lucky, I, I've always had a, a husband that um, being um, as one with your approach to the child, because otherwise they'll just play you off, won't they? Um, they'll see that chink in the armor. I probably did it myself. <laughs> well, it's, it's coming from, they're coming from, a positive point of view because as far as they're concerned there's this thing that they want and they're thinking well how do I get that thing so it's a positive position it's just that they're not going about it in the way that maybe you or I would go about it mm. possibly <laughs> I think you <laughs> small children also like knowing their boundaries don't they and and perhaps I would like to have known that when beforehand, um, th that um, they don't need lots of choice when they're when they're small, because that is really confusing. It's like going into the supermarket and seeing fifteen packets of rice on there, and you can't work out which one to get. So actually, you walk out with none. <laughs> but um, they they need very limited. Um, options and they like that security of knowing where their boundaries are. I think we're quite indulgent with the um, number of choices we'll give them sometimes and and it's disconcerting for them. I also think it comes from where what your background is so like for me my mum and dad had a seaside restaurant, which was lovely. We got to experience lots of things that others didn't experience. And on the flip side, you know, there were restrictions in life, which were it wasn't as easy for my mum and dad, for example, to come and to come and see assemb special assemblies or to see the Christmas performance. So as a result, I said to myself, with my children, I want to be there at every sports day, at every um, special assembly, at every Christmas play, at every, because I'm obviously making, I'm making up for what I didn't have. And I know what, you know, it's only a small thing, but that's all I'm saying. As a result of where I've been, it's influenced 
what I do for my children. And I think that's the same for most parents. Would you agree? I would say so, yes. We have um, things which we, you know, sometimes sometimes little things will pop up into my head of, of things that I perhaps didn't have in childhood. And I realise that I've overcompensated my children for it. But, oh, you know, oh, I've, I've had... Um, I've had enjoyment out of of them having that, you know. So, and why not? It's great. Why not? Hmm. So we are actually coming towards the end of our time together. But before we go, I do have two final things. The first one is, what three things would you like everyone to take away from our conversation today? Uh, I well. Being doing what I do with the nutrition and the kinesiology, I would think don't dismiss alternative therapies. If you're not getting the answers you want, um, keep looking. Um, alternative therapies may be unconventional, um, but if the conventional thing is you're hitting a brick wall, uh, keep looking for something which works is one of them. Um, if you've got lots of if you've got any aches and pains, it, people can put it down to um, getting older or they can put it down to menopause, which is such a huge thing. Um, you know, the, you've got the, a very large bit before it, the day, and then you've got a very large bit after it. Um, and yeah, our hormones go all over the place. But it, it, those are not necessarily the, the causes. Don't go, oh, it's perimenopausal. It, have a look and just perhaps explore that a little bit further I mean you've seen people who are we sail a lot and you see people who are sailing um aged in their late 70s 80s um and they're managing to do that and then you'll see somebody else of a uh, of a similar age who really can hardly get out of the chair and don't be that person who can't get out of the chair really um and quite often with me some of these issues can be solved in just a session or two so and you're cutting out a lot of the wait time uh, a lot of the trial and error so sometimes it's worth finding a solution which works for you or you think will work for you grabbing the nettle doing it and then hopefully getting over that hurdle whatever it is those would be my bits of advice Oh, thank you, Margie. And finally, finally, people will be listening to this conversation and say, Margie's a fascinating lady. I love what she says and I love what she does, but I'm not connected to her. Make it easy for us and tell them how they can get in touch and connect with you. Uh, the, probably the easiest way is to Google my name, but it's not the easiest one to spell, uh, Margie Shabas, uh, or go to NRG Nutrition. Just put that into Google and you will find me on there. I'm also on LinkedIn and I'd love to link in with people. Tell me If they tell me they've listened to me on Maria's um, podcast, that'd be fantastic. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, well, I've loved our conversation today, Margie. It's been lovely to find out more about you and especially your mum journey and also how you help people today. Thank you very much, Maria.
you're welcome. So thank you everybody for listening and thanks Margie for being our guest. Take care everyone. you enjoyed listening to this podcast episode and if you did then of course please share it with other mums i have lots more resources for you that will help you on your journey through life just visit my website to access them which is mummyonabreak.co.uk you can also find out details about my book busy take care and see you the next time